Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very happy to welcome Stanley Whitaker here from the band Happy the Man. They've got a new single out called Only Love. And we're going to get to know Stanley today. We're going to talk about the music. So let's kick it off right. Stanley, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I, uh, son of an army colonel, grew up in, in all over the country, you know, different countries, Spain and Germany, and spent all my high school years in Germany and Frankfurt, Germany. That's where I met, uh, or first heard, you know, every cool Prague group in the planet. We were there 69 through 72. And so, uh, you know, that was where I became musically aware, I would say. I had always been into classical music and um, just hearing Yes and Genesis and Gentle Giant. Gentle Giant has always been my most favorite progressive rock group of all time there. Um, and the Beatles. I've been a huge Beatle fan my entire life. They probably had the most impact on me. As a child, watching them on Ed Sullivan show, not being able to hear what they were singing because the girls were all screaming. Uh, but that was it. It was like, okay, I got this is what I want to do. And then I think the first record I ever bought was Are You Experienced? <laughs> which, which my dad, being a full bird colonel, wasn't real thrilled with that choice of a record just by the cover of it. I bought it just because it had a cool, cool cover. Lo and behold, uh, you know, he's still my all-time favorite guitar player. Um, he was more tapped into spirit and the universe and the moment, I think, than any other uh, player out there. Um, but yeah, then uh met Rick while I was over there. I had a a band that got to play all the U.S. Army bases before... Both my parents uh, came back to the States. We stayed in Germany because we had a little band called Shady Grove. But for the summer, it was called Davis Agency Band, I believe. But uh, in that band, Rick Kennel happened to be a, have, had just joined the army and was stationed at one of the gigs we were doing. And he and I just started talking. Uh, my older brother, Ken, who named Happy the Man? He was he was the singer and slash painter. He would paint a painting throughout the performance. He was he was a very eclectic, very interesting fellow. But he and Rick went and talked for hours about progressive rock. And uh, I remember Rick came out and we were just doing sound check type stuff. And and uh, he asked if we knew the knife by Genesis, and it was like, oh yeah, so. We ended up playing that with him, and it was like, and I told him then, it's like, man, let's keep in touch because I'm going back to the states and uh, I'm going to form a band called Happy the Man, and uh, and I'll keep in touch with you. And anyway, about a, eight months later, he was on leave, and he went out to Fort Wayne, Indiana, where he was from, and got Michael Beck who is our drummer and they both drove out in a van and we literally emptied our dorm room of all the beds and stuff. <laughs> and we set up all our gear 
in our uh, in our dorm room and rehearsed for a few days. And that was the first get together of, of Happy the Man. And it sort of grew out from there. But uh, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun opportunities. I I I think we produced some pretty amazing music back then. And, you know, we managed to catch lightning in a bottle because I, I, it's not easy to do. And the I, I know people have been hitting me up already with this new song, like, are you going to tour? Are you going to go out and play? And it's like, if if we did, we'd have to play the easier Happy the Man <laughs> songs from our <laughs> past because a lot of that stuff is uh, beyond my comprehension at this stage of life. <laughs> Anyway, that's sort of a quick capsulization. Didn't you get to audition with Peter Gabriel? That's a really great story, actually. It was, uh, I think it was June 28th, the day after my 21st birthday, that we actually rehearsed with him. He had been uh, looking for uh, a, a... a band basically to back him up. And he had five of them in mind, two or three in England and two or three here in the States. And we were in touch through their row crew, their entire row crew for Genesis, Craig Schertz, Mike Ponzak, uh, Dale Newman, Dan Owen, all these guys were from Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is where Rick and Mike were from. So it was just kind of amazing that all this musicality was happening out out in Fort Wayne, Indiana back then. And uh, so we were funneling cassette tapes to our roadie buddies there, and they were letting them get heard by by the band there. And um, Peter had heard it and really wanted to check us out. And we were the last of the five bands. We had heard all these horror stories how we'd go in and spend 15 minutes and get flustered and leave and we were like well it's peter gabriel Uh, come on now so anyway we finally got to rehearse with him and it was it was amazing he had just worked up the music for the first album and i think we worked on salisbury hill and down the dolce vita um, and a little bit on one more, but he ended up spending seven or eight hours with us in this rehearsal place and really loved the band. And uh, there was maybe two week period after that where he was calling every day and talking to me on the phone. And uh, he mostly wanted me and Kit and was wondering if if he could take me and Kit and I was just adamant that that no, that we would, uh, you know, we worked six years to get a record deal offer. And we finally have an offer on the table from Arista. And, you know, that's a major label. We got, we auditioned for Ken Scott. He wanted to sign us. And so we were trying to juggle the two things. And um, Clive Davis signed us at this audition, but was like, he sat there the whole 45 minutes set, laying back in his chair, eyes closed, hands behind his neck. And uh, afterwards, pretty much just said, well, this was way above my head here. But Rick Chertoff here, my head of a and loves you guys and says you're like some band called Gentle Giant. And 
anyway, we need to sign you. So that's how we got signed to Arista. And the Peter thing just didn't work out because, for one, I wasn't going to take me and Kit out of Happy the Man. And uh, we also were pitching that Happy the Man could be the opening act. And then we would, and then Peter could come out and we'll do a whole set of Peter. That was discussed for a while there too. But anyway, yeah, it was a great opportunity just meeting him. And uh, I know he's still a fan. So I hope we get this song to him somehow. Peter, if you're out there, (laughs) check out this new tune. (laughs) Now, I hope you don't mind me mentioning this, but I read that you lost one of the members last year. Yeah, that was strangely enough the impetus to for me to put the band back together. Uh, Frank Wyatt, who was one of the three writers, we had three writers, me, Kit Watkins, and Frank. And uh, Frank wrote just wonderful, very orchestral stuff. And we were fortunate to have very three completely different writers but somehow the music still worked together just because how we arranged all the music together. But uh, he, Frank had been sick for a long time, maybe 10 years with uh, kidney cancer. And it had spread to a lot of his other organs. And um, so uh, he had pulled together his last record, a record called Zeitgeist that he did before he passed and tried to get, I think he got everybody that was ever in happy the man to, to play on it, at least on, on a track or two. I sang on one and put guitar on one, but, uh, and yeah, he just got sicker and sicker and we weren't working together. I had, we had put together a band called oblivion sun and, uh, we were we put out a couple of albums under that name and uh second one quite brilliant actually i think merlin of the high places was the second one and uh anyway yeah he just continued to go downhill and we hadn't really been working together much he and i and uh the day the morning after he actually passed um was January 11th because he died on the same day Jeff Beck died, which what a sad day. Jeff Beck right there. Number two under Jimmy for me. Um, But the next morning and I had, I had been working on my solo record, my first solo record ever. I have about three albums worth of material that I've, whenever the muse has struck me and I get a musical idea, I've been smart enough to start going up and recording that little snippet, even if it's only 10 seconds long. Cause when my mind tells me I'll, I'll, I'll remember that <laughs> I'm in the car, I'll, I'm singing it over. And then by the time I get home, it's gone. So I learned a long time, time ago that when I have those flashes of inspiration to grab them, cause if I don't, they're gone. But, uh, I woke up that next morning and literally felt God saying to me, uh, now is the time to put happy the man back together. And again, I had, I was God smacked, gobsmacked, whichever is proper there. Um, 
because I had no intention of putting the band together. Rick and I had stayed in constant touch and he, he knew I was working on my solo record. And I had, he even sent me a little M1, uh, drum M1 audio or something, drum machine that's back over here for me to do my drum parts. I had all the guitars and vocals and guitar and the uh, bass done already, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, wow who would be better rhythm section than Stanley here? Let's see. Rick Kendall, Mike Beck, Ron Riddle. It's like, let's give them all a call. So that's what I did. And they were all 100% into it. And that's how it came back together. Kind of strange. I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled, paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. The song Only Love, does it have a Beatle influence to it? Because I kind of picked that up. I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah, it's absolutely Beatle influence. It's uh, uh, everything about it. Because like I say, to me, the Beatles were the most progressive rock act on the planet. And I've had many discussions with people over the years about that. But who can you think of from record to record that grew the way the Beatles did? And that's the true meaning of progressive to me is you don't stay stagnant. You don't stay in one hole, one pigeonhole. You move, you evolve. And to me, the Beatles were the prime example of that. And uh, my muses, I'm very blessed and graced to get a lot of music. I get a lot of music ideas I very rarely get words, lyrics. Um, it just doesn't happen for me. I'm not I'm not a gifted guy that could just sit down and write stuff out there um, on that front. But this particular day in August, it was August uh, 20, 2020, and I was uh, very frustrated with the whole COVID thing and I just couldn't believe what was happening and what was not happening. And uh, in a deep, prayerful moment there, I basically was uh, saying to myself, dear Lord, we need John Lennon's voice. Where's John Lennon? Boy, could we use John Lennon right now? It's like, I wonder what he'd have to say about all this. And like, I spent the next hour and a half just writing continual notes in my little special blue book that I put stuff in and it just poured out of me. And uh, it's next thing I knew I had more than enough lyrics for two or three songs, (laughs) but uh, that's how I got the words to it. And, you know, they were always singing about love and peace and hope. And that's sort of where I've always been my whole life. I have tried to live with those values and uh, the idea that this song could pop, you know, a lot of people hear the title and they're like, well, it doesn't sound like happy to man. 
<laughs> Where's knee bitten nips or stumpy or one of those crazy titles. But when you hear the whole tie, the whole catchphrase is only love can cure our hate. You know, that just hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, that's thank you, John, <laughs> for giving me that and God and whatever. Because anyway, that's how the lyrics came about. And it's totally Beatle influenced. Was it your idea to put the layers on that song? Because it's incredible. Um, yeah. It, uh, it, <clears throat> I mean, the beauty of like Ron being involved, my initial, when I first formed Happy the Man in 1972, my initial intent and want was to have it be a three-piece rock band with a full or orchestra behind it. We didn't have full orchestras back then, so we were fortunate to have Kit Watkins and, and Frank Wyatt be in the orchestra. But anyway, here in later years, Ron Riddle has been earning his livelihood the past 20 years doing film score and documentary score work for National Geographic, MPT, a lot of the public television stuff, and he's just brilliant at it. And so it was like, God, not only could I have Ron Riddle's drums, but I can use his orchestration skills. So all the orchestration stuff was purely out of the mind of Ron Riddle there. And uh, we and um, <clears throat> the other great skill that I didn't know of till this recording was how great of an engineer and mixer Rick Kennel was because he took all those many tracks and managed to put it all together so you could still hear every little thing. I mean, we went through probably a three or four month process of mixing it once it was finished, but Rick really went above and beyond the call of duty because he mixed and mastered it. And, you know, it was over a hundred tracks with all the orchestration and, uh, I'm extremely pleased with how it came out. What's been the biggest hurdle in your life? Hmm. That's a great question. Probably the cancers that I've had. Um, and I was, that was the first initial one, like 12, 13 years ago. I had been healthy my whole life, had been married to my lovely wife for five years and then all of a sudden I get this uh, lump in my throat over here and I had been singing a lot so I just assumed it was you know just uh, I'm singing four or five nights a week and you know it's just it's just a stress thing anyway it took a very dear friend of mine Fred Brown who was like one of the head hotshot lawyers at Warner Brothers who went to high school with with us over in Frankfurt and uh, he called with a really terrible uh, type of cancer that was a esophageal cancer that was, that took his life just a few months later. And me and Frank and my wife flew out there to LA for the, for the funeral. And I was able to speak and, you know, tell people that, look, man, if you've got something in your body or, anywhere that doesn't feel right then you need to get it checked out and frank was there and that was when i find we finally hit home with frank because he had been griping about his gut and stomach 
for years, you know, he'd hunch over and uh, uh, it's like, Frank, you should get that checked out. Nah, that's okay. You know, a lot of guys are just like that. They just assume they're an invulnerable. And that's where I was at when I was 55 and diagnosed with this adenoid cystic carcinoma, a very rare cancer that struck this side. They had to pull all my lymph glands out of here and two surgeries there and uh, 36 radiation treatments, which is what really knocked it out. And I would say that ordeal was probably uh, the toughest one. The, af after that surgery and after 10, 12 years now, that cancer is gone, but I still have leukemia. I have CLL, which is chronic lymphocytic leukemia. And so, yeah, guys, women, anyone out there, if something is bothering you in your body, listen to it. And if your significant other is telling you stuff, like you should really get that checked out, honey, listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> and it can't hurt to get it checked out. And if you catch this stuff early, which I've been fortunate to do, it's, you know, you can live with it. What's your philosophy on music? I think music's main purpose is to spread love and light. I think uh, music has the, it's the one power and force that can touch anybody and everybody, no matter your, who the heck you are, where you're from, your politics. It has a universal, there's an energy to anything that's done with passion and that's done with love because hate can be passionate also as we see in our world right now but uh love will always conquer hate do you guys have a website yeah there's uh there's a happytheman.com uh website that rick has put up and is in charge of and my lovely wife, Leanne, is just put up the new official Happy the Man Facebook page. So there is a Happy the Man Facebook page and a happytheman.com. And they both have links to the videos and to the different versions of the song. There's a there's a shorter version for those that can't uh, take six, six and a half minutes out of their day. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we, I had to I had to suck it up and do a radio edit for the song, and but on the video, the YouTube video channel, the Happy the Man YouTube video channel only has the long version. I was a stickler for that, but on the audio, there is a radio edit that's I think four and a half minutes, so it chopped off a couple minutes. But and there's a video that goes along with the short form too. Um, I'm real happy with how those turned out. My wife, Leanne, picked all the imagery and uh, and I went through it all and picked my favorite cream of the crop. We luckily have exact same artistic and uh, political, social events uh, there. So I just sat here and learned how to use Final Cut Pro and uh, put it together myself. We talked a little bit about the album before we started, and you said that's going to be a little ways off, but you're planning on 
putting out singles as they're prepared? Yeah. As each one comes up, we've got uh, stuff coming from me, Ron, and Mike Beck. I'm going to get a couple of Mike Beck songs in here. Um, and we've got one more vocal tune to follow up Only Love that we're half halfway finished with right now. We're going to get it out as soon as possible so it's out there while Only Love is still out there. It's called We the People. It's another vocal angry stand song and uh and then we've got uh four or five instrumentals that are in the can not in the can but that are in the works ron wrote a brilliant song called july 4th that's just killer total happy the man i've got a couple of instrumentals uh one called espionage trois and one called uh, Radiation Man, The Rather Curious Adventures of, in parentheses. And let's see, what else? Anyway, so yeah, I got a couple of my silly titles back in there that will have the same quirkiness. But uh, but no real mini-moog flailing. You know, that was, in the old days, the mini-moog was the main lead voice for Happy the Man. And... Uh, you know, now it's 2024 and I want the lead voice to be my voice. So uh, that's sort of where we're at. We don't know if on some of these upcoming tunes, we may indeed get one of our Minimo friends to do some gunslinging on it. And that'll make ha older Happy the Man fans a very happy, I'm sure. But this is, you know, 2024 Happy the Man. It's a little rockier, a little ballsier, a little more beatly. And uh, I hope people still like it. Stanley, thank you so much for coming on my show, man. This has been fun. Oh, uh, man, it's a pleasure, my friend. It was lovely meeting you. And uh, to everybody out there, it's, you know, it's all about sharing the love and the light because we got a lot of darkness ahead of us if we don't. So everybody just put it out there, how, whatever your gift is, even if it's just smiling at somebody you walk by. Yeah. Smile at strangers that you don't know. You know, that's, come on, let's get it together, people. Well, and I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, I hope you'll come back. Hit that subscribe button for my regulars. You guys rock because you make it possible for me to do this. Until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace.